Aaron's Radio Show. Very nice, very music, very cool. I like it. Coming to you almost live from Berkeley, California. It's Aaron's Radio Show with your host, Aaron Gobbler. Thanks, Jake. And welcome, everybody, to episode 32. This episode continues our format called My Three Songs, where my guest provides three selections, and we talk about why those songs are meaningful to them. You can be featured on the show by completing a short survey on the My Three Songs page on our website, aaronsradio.show. Now here's the show. Welcome to My Three Songs, where I play three special songs chosen by my guest, and we talk about why they chose each song. Today, my guest is Jason Weiselman. Jason is a good friend of mine, also from the East Bay, and he's a fantastic drummer and, well, just a wonderful force of nature. Jason, thank you so much for being my guest today. I ask you personally to be on the show. What made you agree to be a guest? Well, that's a great question. First of all, thank you for inviting me because that's a pretty big honor, especially mm-hmm. now that I've seen your 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 list of guests, all illustrious. And <laughs> I I said yes uh, without thinking about how hard it would be to only choose three songs. Mm. But I was intrigued because I love talking about music anytime, all the time, and I will jump at the chance to do it and have it be recorded so I can listen back and see how either smart I am or not. (laughs) My goal is always to make my guests seem like their best. I don't think it'll be a challenge for me. I think you'll be a fantastic guest on the show, and uh, I'm eager to edit the show and and get it out to the public. I hope your instincts are correct. (laughs) Have faith in me. Uh, Have faith in me. Yeah, okay, okay. (laughs) That's good. That's a good start. So so before we uh, officially begin, can you tell me uh, how music fits into your life? Do you you seek it out? Uh, Is it usually in the foreground or the background of each day? So uh, music is in the center of my life Mm, every day, all of the time. Um, As you mentioned uh, at the intro, I play drums. I've played drums since I was a youngster. I started out playing guitar because my brother Daryl played the drums and my parents didn't want to have two drum sets in the house. I played guitar (laughs) for a year. I played piano for a year. Finally, I just warmed down because I'm great at that. I'm great at wearing people down to get what I want. And then there were two drum sets in my house. And Mm -hmm. once I had a drum set, I couldn't be... cajoled off of the thing unless it was for food or school or a girlfriend essentially mm, okay so you know and when i wasn't playing music i'm listening to music and still to this moment i mean every day it starts with a i sit you know i start the work day i'm like okay what's going to be on tap for day what am i in the mood for is it prince is it stevie wonder is it billy eilish is it tom petty is it led zeppelin is it Steely Dan? I mean, they, and sometimes I'll make playlists for the week. I know it's going to be a, bit, a real tough week. I got that. And luckily, I'm in two pretty sweet bands, a lot of horns, and both of them. And, you know, we're always playing a gig somewhere. So there is a usually a 30 to 40 song song list for the next set. That I'm also trying to get into my soul, 
So I'm listening to that a lot. So I'm kind of exposed to there's to answer your question. Yes. I'm always listening to music. It sounds like, yeah, I think your word center or it's sent, you know, this it's centered, it centers you <laughs> or it is it the does. central, it is the central part of your life. Indeed. It's not just like it's this kind of uh scenery or something it's it's actually you're in the middle of it it's actually fantastic. it's in the middle of you yeah fantastic so, i mean it's, it's, it's like a soundtrack for me all uh-huh. the time like uh-huh. i'm even now it's weird that music's not on and the only reason it's not is so that we don't like interfere with the podcast but usually right, even right. if you call me <laughs> or i'm working you're right. going to hear something in the background you may not know what uh-huh. it is but like chances are if you're doing it in the last few days, it's going to be Silk Sonic. I can't stop listening to that record. Mm-hmm. Okay, but anyway. I have seen some Facebook videos of you playing drums, and you were playing just like a, a funky lick, I guess if you call it that. Uh-huh. It underscored for me how I appreciate and know how necessary the drum and the rhythm is for a song. And I've never studied playing drums. Um, I've been learning how to play ukulele for a little while. But just hearing the funky drums, just by itself, I'm like, that's funk. That's right there, funk. And I and so you get you get to appreciate that without all the, the other music. Just like if you hear like Ringo Starr just play licks from Beatles songs, he's like, it's amazing. You just know the song, right? Yeah, yeah, but you yeah. wouldn't think about that otherwise. Uh, you right. don't. I, I wouldn't think about that otherwise. So it really struck me about like how, first of all, how amazing you played, and then also, uh, I just recognize that as funk without you even having labeled it as funky. I'm like, wow, that's, that's right. really well, intense. You are yeah. kind to say, and it's very <laughs> true. The drums drive the whole theme of whatever that tune is, and it's organic, of course, and it depends on who the player is. Some people are funkier than others, just uh-huh. just how it is. Yes. Um, you don't put your finger on it because you take it for granted because it's the internal part of the human soul. Drums are in all of us. Everybody can hit something. Everybody has an internal beat. It's not musical. It's just a part of their human soul. Uh-huh. So when a drummer, by the way, you said you're learning to play ukulele. Awesome. Mm-hmm. The difference between drums and the ukulele is two extra limbs. So imagine that you're using all four <laughs> right. limbs plus your ears, plus your soul to drive a band or to help someone get up and move and dance uh-huh. yeah. you know, or support even just, uh, you know, a melody. It's really an amazing integral part of any song that if done well hopefully you're not recognizing it it's Mm. just a part of the fabric of that tune now that's why Ringo is in one of the most amazing drummers of all time because that guy only played for the song he never thought oh man I'm gonna wow them here watch what I do here he always said oh I got the three greatest songwriters in front of my face how can I support them yeah and always knew where to put a fill. His space, the things he doesn't play, is what makes him a genius that mm. only people now are starting to really appreciate. The licks he didn't play make him <laughs> who he is. Well, that's a pretty good job. So rather than being a show-off, he just let the others shine through in those spots or felt like it was unnecessary for him to put something in there for his own ego. Almost always. Yeah. That guy does yeah. not play for his ego. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just always imagined him as being kind of the throwaway uh, out of the four of them. And then when I saw some video uh, on the web about uh, where he was just playing different riffs from the um, from the different Beatles songs, and I'm like, that that is the song. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right. yeah, you know, and it has lyrics and it has all the rest of it. I yeah, mean, so I, yeah, there are so many iconic grooves that that guy created. That yeah, the song is built around that you yeah. don't. You take it for granted, like you said, if you're not yeah. a drummer, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, again, I am a drummer. I think of songs in a different way. It's, you'll see for my three songs, they're all drum centered, believe it or not. Yeah. And I could have chosen a hundred other songs, depending upon a flick of some kind of phrase, if you'd said, oh, well, but the funky one or this area or this person or you know what i'm saying like there's uh-huh. this was i had to meditate on this to choose these three tunes Good but <laughs> the thread are amazing amazing crazy crazy drummers it is so difficult when you when you're really engrossed or or just passionate about music to find three songs that oh, you so want to highlight yeah <laughs> I actually wanted to, i actually didn't want to go through with it i felt after the second day of not being able to get my three like it was like killing it was like so yeah. choice you know well and yeah you're, you're you just you do i know one of the tunes i don't know when we're going to reveal the tune so i don't want to do it yet but one of the tunes is a guarantee lock like that is my soul song okay yeah. and then there's a other few like i have a bunch of soul siren songs yeah which you know it's, it's tough to just choose the other two but okay i'm happy with my three choices actually i've shared them with a few people and they all patted me on the back so i got that going for me okay Okay, well, why don't we just jump right in? The three songs that you chose were Rich Girl by Daryl Hall and John Oates from 1977, Reeling in the Years by Steely Dan from 1973, and Fool in the Rain by Led Zeppelin from 1979. And you've already given away that these are a drum-centric, they highlight drumming. They, they do feature the drums uh-huh. in some cases, and like you said this before, it's more prominent. Yeah. And in some cases, it's not at all. But without these certain elements, these songs just do not have the same shape, color, mm. and feel. And a lot of what draws me to a song that would be my favorite is the texture. These songs have a certain texture musically, mm. yeah. both in the instrumentation, the vocals, and the production there's something like it's almost like you can taste it or you can uh-huh, feel uh-huh. it. It's got a, a, there's like a chewiness to it. I don't uh-huh, even know how uh-huh. to explain it yeah. in, in another term, but okay. you know, these are songs that my soul can really like it stretches me. Yeah. It, it does something. So anyway, there, that's, that's why I chose this three. And yes, yeah. they're all in the seventies, which, you know, I'm, I'm a product of the seventies born in 68. And I, I don't think that all the best music was made in the seventies, but I think a lot of it was the, the playing yeah. was, you know, really the most important thing playing for the song, trying to achieve a certain feel and warmth and humanity, all things that were all kind of a confluence in the seventies that we don't have as much eighties, uh, nineties and the aughts, but we're getting back to it. Now I'm noticing in the last decade or so, a lot of better, choices are being made in production and how people are playing their instruments and, you know, getting more to back to the human feel. It Uh took 40 years or more to get there, but okay. I love all music from all genres. That's the truth. 
yeah. I can find something good anywhere, anytime. I was just listening to, to like some old country western, like from the fifties last night. It was so uh-huh. great. Okay. Um, but these are these are my these are my soul song wheelhouse like tunes. Nice. So we should advise our listeners to clean your palate mm. so that you have a fresh palate for these songs. And notice how each song tastes. I am eager for both of us to listen to the songs together and then understanding why each of the individual songs is meaningful to you. So uh, first we'll take a listen to Rich Girl by Daryl Hall and John Oates. You're a rich girl and you're gone too far Cause you know it don't matter anyway You can rely on the old man's money You can rely on the old man's money It's a bitch girl, but it's gone too far Cause you know it don't matter anyway Say money, money won't get you too far, get you too far Jason, this song is from Hall & Oates' earlier phase, where their songs, uh, in my mind, were more melodic and the lyrics had stronger meaning compared to, say, their string of pop hits in the 80s. And in a previous episode, I played Did It In A Minute, which is just a guy who sticks in your head. But I'm still trying to understand what what they mean in the lyrics compared to, like, this song, which, and, you know, uh, She's Gone or Sarah Smile, which were much just denser, uh, more meaningful songs. For sure. So uh, why did you choose this particular song? I think this goes back to that conversation about the 70s, you know, and just even touching on what you just said about the 80s hits versus... The 70s. I mean, there's just more humanity in the writing and in the playing for certain. This song, you get touched immediately when he hits that first opening line and then hits those two notes on the electric Fender Rhodes piano. It's to me, it just it just touches my soul. This is like whatever's happening right then and there, 
makes me stop and I'm going to listen uh-huh. and I'm, I'm in and it's a quick hit two minutes, three minutes, whatever it is, tells a quick story. You get it immediately. Again, going back to the drums, the guy that played the drums on this record, the guy called Ed Green, studio musician, played on a lot of hits, like 70s and 80s, like a bunch of songs you would know, like crazy, crazy, crazy guy. And this is before kind of had like their own real band. And this influence, like this guy doesn't play the snare drum, which is not middle drum. He plays the toms, like the whole thing's basically the toms, but he does this build up and just feels like your soul is being invited into the story of this girl making the wrong choice, you know? And the guy trying to convince her, you know, it's not such a great idea. It's not going to get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it may seem like a good idea now. You're like, okay, I feel the words. I feel the sentiment of the, of the musicality and not to mention the soul, right? These guys are one of the greatest soul bands of all time. This is a force. Have you ever seen these guys live? You would not believe how talented they are. It's shocking. Daryl Hall's voice is a revelation. We should be talking about it in the canon of, you know, the greatest voices of mm-hmm. all time, if you ask me. Uh, I, I actually have seen them, and actually they're, they met at Temple University in Philadelphia, and I'm a Philly boy. Yeah. So uh, yeah. they're the pride and joy of, of Philadelphia. And, uh, of course. So I did see them, I think, at the Mann Music Center. I probably still have the ticket stub sitting around here somewhere. But I agree. I mean, uh, by the time I saw them, they were already into their pop phase. But of course, they played all their hits from the 70s. You know, I could do a whole hour radio show just about the memorable songs from from them. Yeah, Indeed. Well, thank you for including this song from their earlier work. And it's what a lot of us remember from them. And maybe not as much some of, their, some of the pop hits they had in, in the 80s. Which I love those tunes too, by the way. I mean, you know, I'm not embarrassed to say I could I could pull up a man right. right now and go to town, you know, yeah. this is on my list. Sheesh. You know, sometimes you just want a light snack. Sometimes you want a full meal. Rich girl's a full meal. Yes. Even though it's <laughs> short. So some of the pop hits are more like uh, a quick hamburger from uh, from exactly. early good hamburger joint. A, yeah. a slider maybe. I wouldn't even go full hamburger, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that description because it it actually helps me segue into the next song uh which is Reeling in the Years by Steely Dan. And from what I understand and and from some of the videos that I've seen of their creative process, my understanding is, is that on many or maybe even all of the Steely Dan songs uh several different backup or background or even featured artists were brought in for different takes oh yeah this song this song had many many guitar players doing solos many okay the final version yeah the final version is one person Uh, right right okay you know and they brought in probably seven or eight guys they do this all the time same thing with the drummer like the best drummer in the world is one of them is playing on this doing a shuffle which is funny because there's something you would not know, but there are two of the three tunes are shuffle tunes. I'll explain what that is later. Okay. Um, this is a guy that like invented like one of the greatest shuffles of all time called he's, his name is Bernard Purdy. He is also very famous playing with a lot of people, Aretha Franklin being one of the biggest, uh, but many, 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 very, very, very well known. But he has a groove called the Purdy shuffle. That's what he plays in this song. 
Like you hire this guy to make hits. That, that was a sign he would put on the, his door. If you want to hit, hire me, you know? So yeah. go ahead and throw it on. Huh, and I'll, okay. I'll talk more about the drum. Yeah. Let's throw this vinyl on the photograph here and give it a, and give it a spin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
Jason, we were talking about how Steely Dan and the, the two leads are were perfectionists. Yes, Walter Becker and Donald Fagan. Yeah, and uh, and so it was so important for them to get the exact sound that they wanted. And uh, even if a song is not necessarily in your taste, you know, if one song is too jazzy or one song is whatever, it really, each piece is like a, a, a fine art. Like they, it had to oh, be yeah. exactly, exactly the way they wanted it before it came out. And what made you choose this particular song from their catalog? Elliot Randall. That guitar solo... There's two guitar players already in this band who are very accomplished and very well-known. And Walter Becker, who didn't play a lot of solos at the beginning of the Steely Dan uh, canon. And Jeff Skunk Baxter, the guy with the big, thick mustache that was in the Doobie mm, Brothers. Okay. They bring these guys, these studio guys, all the time to play on all these different tracks. And they let them loose and just see what comes uh-huh. out. This is, this is one of the most famous guitar pieces in all of pop history the guy did it all in one take even the outro playing like you you know if you listen just the last 30 seconds as it's fading yeah. out it's some just crazy ridiculous guitar playing and it's so effortless that's another thing is nothing feels for yes all of this is just pouring out of somebody's soul and you feel it and it's at that top level so oh my god you it's sort of like eating caviar or the finest chocolate or just such an amazing wine you have uh, you've tasted other things like this before but never at this quality or this level and that's what's amazing about this song for me personally is i love the sentiment of course too because it's just the the lyrics are amazing yeah. but the the interplay between all these freaking top level musicians is just when you understand it as a musician to have everyone play on that kind of level sustaining that kind of soulfulness and perfection as you said pointed out and blazing energy if you go back and listen to that guitar solo the way it opens up he just holds one note and just kind of lets it dangle there uh-huh. everybody is just hanging on that note with the guy and it's in beautiful expression of people who listen with their ears and still can bring their A game. Mm, yeah. It makes me excited. I mean, I've heard that song <laughs> no less than 2000 times. Uh-huh. I've played that song uh, probably a hundred times okay. and I still get chills when I hear it. Mm. Same thing with rich girl. Yeah. Every time that song comes on, if I don't know it's coming, Oh man, it just gets me going. It's, you know, I can never turn them off. And the shuffle that you described, is that how you strike the drums or is it using some kind of special technique? Good, good question. So it's a jazz technique and it's doubles on the hi-hats and also that snare drum, which is a thing in the middle that buzzes. There's a, something called ghost notes. So you hit something straight, right. it's a regular note. If you hit something straight and then put a little tap below it, uh-huh. as you can barely hear it, it's called a ghost note. Yeah. So a shuffle has a lot of ghost notes. You'll really hear it pronounced on the third tune, which again, choosing shuffles was not, it just so happens these songs all have these, uh, you know, thread and, and shuffles are, you know, done well. They drive a song in a very lovely way. I'm a big fan of driving tunes. I play in big bands with a lot of horns. So I like to drive tunes and, one of the 
easiest way to, to kind of throw in ghost notes and to do shuffles. They really, they can really um, make something undulate. Uh-huh. I love yeah. undulation. Yeah. That's another thing that all these three <laughs> tunes have, yeah. you know, like you're riding a wave, especially the next tune, uh-huh. the Fool in the Rain. Yeah. I mean, that is, that's a ridiculous undulation tune. Yeah. It goes in so many places, but same thing with Rich Girl. It just undulates more like a waterbed. And the second tune, uh, Reeling in the Years, undulates more like, um, like maybe wind. Uh-huh. Whereas Fool in the Rain is just, it's waves. It's, yeah. it's, it's the ocean and it's, you know, you can, you feel it. You feel like you're actually moving, you know, back and forth with the, the groove. Yeah. I mean, that's John Bonham. He's, you know, my opinion, the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. And what is an interesting contrast to me uh, between your first two songs and this third song is that even though Jimmy Page, his guitar playing in Led Zeppelin is so prominent and so memorable, I think the most prominent instrument through the song really, or the most effective instrument is is the drums. I would agree with that. The way they mixed it, it's just so right in your face. And that's Jimmy Page. Jimmy yeah. Page is the one, he loved John Bonham. Uh-huh. He's the biggest proponent of John Bonham. He's the one who mixed all these records oh, okay. and produced okay. all these records. Yeah. And he's the one who brought those sounds to the fore and you know i'll also challenge you on something too which is the whole song is percussive listen to every person playing on this tune Uh these four people bring a lot of percussion even jimmy especially in these in these solos you're gonna hear chunky it's very chunky this is just um, like steak as I'm thinking about it, Robert Plant, his singing is it's almost like a staccato. His singing is is not really like flowing. It's often no, spoken in little bursts. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you're oh, right. Yeah. That's I never thought about it that way. But thank you for, for suggesting that everybody is doing some kind of percussion in the song. So sure. let's jump right in to listen to it. I'm, I'm excited to hear yeah. it again. We're so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we're lucky. Let's do it. Okay. Here's Fool in the Rain by Led Zeppelin from 1979.
Jason, that's just that's just Come a on. banquet. It's a force of nature. <laughs> it's a, it's, that's like a hurricane. Yeah. And each time I listen to it, I if I concentrate on a particular instrument or just parts of the song, I I hear something more. The band Led Zeppelin is often categorized as hard rock or heavy metal, but so many yeah. of their songs, like like this one. Are a blend of a variety of like different musical styles and influences. Like I actually heard sure. jazz almost in the in the guitar solo toward yeah. the end, the the pattern. For sure. And uh, and For I've sure. never heard a coach whistle or whatever you want to call that, a police whistle or whatever, in a rock song. I've heard yeah. it in disco songs. Well, now okay, so this is like samba too. Yeah. So this came uh, the, the whole origin came out of Argentina where they use that in those those drum um, lines they use those kind of whistles a lot to kind of call out the drum lines and change the, yeah, the rhythm yeah so that's what that's what that is i don't think i've heard in any other song where it actually you know demarcates like this is where we're changing you know and then the fact that it changes to what you're saying is a is like a samba in a rock song yes. it's just right, it's mind-blowing exactly. like who even was inspired to to put that in there in this song yeah, crazy uh right yeah well, Robert Plant and John Paul Jones, they were at the World Cup in Argentina, and they were hearing this kind of stuff all over the place, oh, okay. and that's kind of what led to the impetus behind writing this tune, which is, you know, great. That's a great backstory. Like, okay, whoever thunk, that's where Fool in the Rain came from. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about the song already, but is there a particular thing about this song from all the rest of the songs that they've done? There's so many amazing songs, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but if you play the first, 30 seconds of this tune and you just listen to what john bonham is doing those are uh-huh. that's a shuffle those yeah. are ghost notes this is this is like the greatest piece of drum music you could ever want to hear it just it's so driving and so beautiful and so soulful growing up i remember in the 80s a lot of guys would say you know i want to be like john bonham yeah and they would bash their drums really hard yeah. But, you know, the thing you learn as you grow up and you really get ears and watch someone like him uh, on, you know, beta tape, um, <laughs> this guy didn't hit him hard. He actually was the opposite. His wrists were very strong. Yeah. He was able to really press in on these drums to give it like a feel. But, man, he didn't really bash him. It was his touch that was like a feather. Yeah. It was so freaking amazing. Yeah. And, you know, for me, the chunkiness for a song that drives like this, there's really no bass It's driven by guitar and piano mostly. And it's a thing where you listen to the bass drum and what he's doing with his foot compared to what he's doing with his hands for a drummer. It's like a, it's like the Holy Trinity. Mm, mm -hmm. Like he's just using his ears, his legs and his hands with such an amazing blend and touch. Oh, I mean, I, I could listen to that song literally on repeat over and over and over again and not, it still not be satisfied. Yeah. Like every time I, <laughs> it ends, I'm like, I can't yeah. believe that ended. We got to do it again. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's the greatest for me. That is my, you know, my three songs. Okay. Well, Fool in the Rain's one. I don't know what the other two are, but Fool in the Rain is on the list every time, all the time. Mm, mm. I remember the first time I heard that song, it was probably like in the early 80s. And, you know, for real. And I was like, oh, well, this is changing my life. I remember feeling it at the time. This is changing my life. Yeah. I was in my brother Daryl's room and I was on the floor. And I guess it was 82, I'm going to guess. 
probably like a year or two after the tune had come out. I really didn't, I wasn't really, I hadn't understood Led Zeppelin yet. I was still in my Kiss and The Who. The Who was like my big band okay. phase at that mm-hmm. point. And Rush too, a little bit of Rush. And I just didn't feel Led Zeppelin. I, I didn't understand Robert Plant at the beginning. Yeah. And I wasn't, it, I couldn't get beyond Robert Plant to get to John Bonham yet until I knew I was going to be a drummer. And then the minute the drums like were my thing, I was like, oh, I got to go back and understand what's happening. Yeah. Here. Most musicians can identify that straight on, but I think also players. I mean, I mean, the listeners, people like you, you know, he's great. You maybe can't put your finger on why, but you know, because you feel it, right? It feels amazing. There are certain guitar performances or bass performances or drum performances in pop songs. You're like, so simple. Like going back to Ringo. Uh-huh. Yeah, you try it. You try to emulate <laughs> because what we don't, we discount or don't talk about enough is that a human being is putting their imprint on those notes. The person that's imprinting the vocals and the guitar playing and the drumming and all, all the other instruments too, of course, they're the ones that are changing the tone. And that when the tune gets changed, it's because of a human being. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, you feel that that's the beauty of music. This is why it's central to my life. It's, it's the feel and the soul encapsulating and holding. And I use it as a ground. Right. I use it as a, as a vessel for me to, to have the rest of the day. If I feel like my soul is contained somewhere else, I can go on about my day. That's what music does for me. It contains my soul. By the way, these three songs, I chose them because they resonate in my soul. But I've got another 300, <laughs> right, right, that I could just pop out right now uh, if uh, we had uh, you know the next 14 weeks whatever yeah. it takes. <laughs> jason i had a lot of fun me too this made me re-examine some of the the things about some of these songs that i hadn't thought about so thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show thanks for having me it really was a, a hoot great and you're welcome to come back again with another three songs you can just fill out the form and i'd be glad to have you back that's very I know lovely Hundreds of other songs, so we could there fill is. several several shows. There is. So start thinking of the theme for your uh, for your next three songs. I love this idea. Great. Thank you for being part of this. Of course. Uh, to my listeners, if you want to be part of the show, start by going to our website, aaronsradio.show, and clicking on the My Three Songs button on the homepage. You can also sign up for our mailing list so you'll know immediately when a new episode is available. You can also find Aaron's Radio Show on your favorite podcast service, but the podcast episodes only include interviews and no licensed music. Until next time, keep your ears and mind open, and let more music into your world. Listening to Aaron's radio show.